friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcaster you make possible, patrons, it's time for sleep with me, podcast put you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, routine, you know, so, so anything on your mind keeping you awake, uh, any feelings about what's on your mind or just in general, you know, remnants from the day or the distant past, I mean, oh boy, my feelings are still strong. From times, uh, you know, time. Anyway, like it could be physical sensations, work stuff, life stuff, weather stuff, whatever it is. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of things. And what I'm going to do, or what I propose to do, is I'm going to send my voice across the the the, the, the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones a bit like a floor, you know, like a floorboard in a home, a well-worn home or whatever they call it. Well lived in pointless meanders. Those are well-worn too. superfluous tangents, uh, like a, like a glove. They fit me like a glove, superfluous tangents, kind of like a glove you would give for an octopus. If an op- octopus wore gloves, like, yeah, elbow gloves or whatever they're called, that may or may not resemble a superfluous tangent, but that would probably be a superfluous tangent. The, el- the, the octopus that wore gloves, well, why would an octopus wear gloves? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities. I guess this is our episode. I thought we were going to talk about something else, but I got to write this down because uh, I, I got to stick. Hey, hey, new listeners. Sorry. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of reasons. So I guess we'll, it's tonight's episode will be about the op- octopus that wore gloves. Uh, oh, so if you're new, that's a couple of things I wanted to check in with all of you about. I just went on a superfluous tangent there. Creaky dulcet tones, pointless manders. That's all the stuff, uh, that helps create a safe place to take your mind off of stuff while you fall asleep. So if you're new and if you're skeptical or doubtful or unsure, that's totally normal. That's how most people feel when they first start listening to the show. So I want to just acknowledge that and say it totally makes sense. And let me tell you, I got more stuff to make you doubtful about. This is a podcast, believe it or not, that you don't really listen to. You just kind of barely pay attention. Your job, you don't have a job. My job is to talk about stuff in a way that's barely appealing to your ears. You say, well, it's creaky, it's senseless, maybe a bit self-indulgent. I say, you're on the right path, so just barely listen to me. Just just like I was, if I was uh, some distant relative, you know, holding court at a dinner party or something, 
but you were in a comfortable place, you say, well, you could just sit in this. We got a booth for you, so you don't have to. Or if you, you know, if you're an extrovert, we got a booth full of people. If you're an introvert, we got a booth designed for you to relax in. And everybody says, let them chill in the booth. Uh, it's a place for chilling and being quiet and people watching. And you're just barely listening there in that booth. Or you say it doesn't have to be a booth either. It could be a table or chairs or something else. You could be floating above or, you know, I don't know. We'll listen across the room with super hearing. Uh, so just barely listen to me. Another analogy is like, uh, why do I say analogy so strange? I don't know. But uh, it's like watching the clouds go by. So that's one. This is a podcast you barely listen to. It's also a podcast that uh, you, um, it doesn't really put you to sleep. Even though Sleep With Me is a kind of the podcast that puts you to sleep, it doesn't, it's really here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company while you drift off. That's why the episodes are about an hour. Uh, so you give you plenty of time. So you don't have to, you say, oh boy, I got plenty of time to fall asleep. I'm just going to hang with Scoots here and barely listen to him. He's going to go on a tangent about parabolas, maybe, even though they're called parabola. He doesn't know if they're parabolas or parabola. He doesn't know his parabola from his parabola. Uh, and I'm saying, correct. You're correct about that. Uh, he wouldn't know, he wouldn't know parabola if it, uh, if he was swinging on one. Let's see. Isn't it the shape that it goes in? Parabolic. I can say that. So then, but I can't. So I can say parabolic, but I can't say parabola. Para- parabola, that's why. Holy cow. We got somebody that took a physics class in high school that just popped in my brain. What did you say, parabola? Man, wow. That, I think, is the correct pronunciation. This, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, uh, So this is probably pretty close to a 1,000 episodes. I don't know if that's ever happened where... Some part of my brain, that was kind of hopeless since, I mean, I, w- I was rolling with it. I said, I know, par- para- how do I, how is this a parabolic, para, 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 parabola. Now I can't, now I can't say it incorrectly, but I knew I was saying it incorrectly, but I said, well, I don't know what the correct, uh, this feels wrong. Just like when I was swinging on a parabola, parabola, parab, how is it? Parabola, right? Parabola sounds like a form of like uh, like communication. He was speaking in a parabola, and he said, "Well, that's how you describe sleep with me exactly." So, oh, um, oh, this show doesn't really put you to sleep; it keeps you company while you drift off. If you can't sleep, I'll be here to the very end, though. So, I'm here to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bra. Your boar friend, did I say that? Your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar burr. Not your barber, not your boar barber, but your neighbor. Somebody said, oh, it's like a neighbor, your boar burr. Uh, so whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> so those are two things to know if you're new. The other thing, and what up, my regular listeners? Did you just see that parabola? Parabola. That's what I was calling it before parabola that's what i called it first and that's like i want to give a shout out to my ron Konkamans out there everybody from ron Konkama, lake ron Konkama, whatever other train stations are near there that i'd be saying right now 
in in Ronkonkoma, what do they call a pair of bowlers? Uh, pair of bowlers. Uh, it's it's true. It's funny because it's true. Uh, oh, Ronkonkoma. Lo- oh, Long Island. How I love thee. Yeah, uh, say, Scoots, how many like different? And I say, that's it. That's that's as much Long Island as I can give you. Parabolas. Uh, and that's not even, in, that's just like the, the essence of Ron Kakama. I'm not actually doing it in a Long Island accent. Uh, so, okay, where was I? Don't, you might not like this podcast. You might don't need to listen to it. Might not put you to sleep. It's just here to keep you company. Oh, structure the show. So if you're new, structure of the show is different too. So I just want to give you all the information. This is like the normal way regular listeners get into the podcast if it works for them. At first they say the structure of the show or the idea of not listening is not easy. So you listen a couple times and then you get used to it. Then all the stuff I'm telling you makes... The fact that none of it makes sense starts to make some semblance of sense later on. Okay, so what, what do you call it? Where were we? Oh, structure show. Show starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then there's a, a listener support stuff. Then there's sponsors. That's really how we're able to be here free, not behind paywall, twice a week. Then there's the intro. The intro goes from like minute six or minute eight to minute 20-something. And the intro is where I kind of go on and on and on and pointless meanders and superfluous tangents to introduce the show. But it also, for regular listeners, uh, gives you a chance to ease into bedtime or get ready for bed or do your wind-down routine. So that's why the intro goes on and on and on, because I found I need it's, uh, to be eased into bed and to let the day drift away, to let the sun set, and to slowly, you know, stop thinking about the stuff that's on my mind and say, okay, I'm just going to barely listen to Scoots here. So that's the intro. The represent of listeners do start the show at like 20 minutes or so. And then a few thousand people who support the show on Patreon listen to story-only episodes. So that's an option if the intro isn't for you. But just kind of wait and see after a couple episodes. Because there's people like that listen all night. There's people that turn start the episodes in the middle of the night. There's people that uh, uh, listen to just intros, not even to stories. Uh, patrons that do that. Uh, and then there's people that listen during the day when they need some calming or some distraction or they're doing some sort of rote task and they want something to barely listen to. So those are all things, I guess, as like uh, those are all things you should know as a new listener. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show, the story, just a part of podcast structure is where they like that's the place they like the business. The companies that are gracious and support the show and the listeners that support them. So we could be here for you. Then there's a story. Apparently tonight it'll be about an octopus. Uh, like I was just listening to see if my brain said, no squid, uh, octopus that wears gloves. Uh, hopefully, I mean, that sounds interesting to me. I, I mean, it's curious, especially elbow gloves or whatever they're called. So we'll talk about, we'll tell that story. Then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure show. Show ends up usually running around 60, 62, 64 minutes. 
sometimes longer, sometimes not as long. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make a show, besides my par- parabola, which is parabolic, but parabola. Anybody else wonder, are those the same things? Because, well, actually not, because parabolic means that's like a saucer, right? Like a parabolic dish is, I think that's what they say. That thing's par. Have you gotten parabolic, man? Oh boy. Do I have a parabolics? That's like, uh, would you say, if someone in, can someone in Ronkonkoma use some UK uh, slang in an inappropriate way? That's how that, that would be, that's the, that would be the answer to the, or the, and the other one would be the punchline, I guess. Uh, but I can't go back to it because then it would ruin the, the fact that it's barely a joke anyway. So, what was it? Oh, para- pa- but I was just wondering about that. Like many things I wonder about here, I wow, wow, wonder if uh, parabola, parabola, para- par- parabola, pa- parabolic, uh, para, para, I don't know. But those are words that are in my brain right now. So that's what I could tell you. In the parabola is that thing. It's kind of like an arch. I don't know. My daughter was studying it in school. So I said, oh, that's an interesting word. I like saying that. Maybe I'll forget how to pronounce it and then try to pronounce it for 15 minutes and then eventually get it right. Then analyze the word without results. You say, no, like I'm like a computer with a spinning wheel. Okay, so that's a structure show. The reason I make the show, oh, one, I have per- parabolic th- parabolic and parabolic thinking. I've, I'm, I've got an internal parabola. I speak parabolian. Let me see. Yeah, you do. Parabolian. So that's one reason. The other reason I make the show is twofold. One, because I've been there in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. And if I can help, that would be my honor to help you. That's one. And then two is uh, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest and that, that you feel like you could, you know, relax and, and get an, the sleep you need to live a more fuller life and that your life feels manageable, right? And that, that to me is very important because you deserve it and our world deserves it, uh, the people around you. And that makes our world a better place to live in. It, it does have an impact on everybody uh, if, if you feel a little bit better and you're a little bit more rested. Uh, no pressure, though. No, I mean, it doesn't have an impact the other way. I'm just saying it makes our world a little bit better. And so that's my role here is to try to help you by being goofy talking in circles or uh, other shapes and going off topic to be your boyfriend and to keep you company while you fall asleep. So I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you coming by. And I work very hard at your and I strive, and I just want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again. And here's a couple of ways we're able to be here for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoot's here, and I'm here with this. Oh, this story you've all heard. A tale as old as time, the tale of the octopus who wore gloves. And you might be saying to yourself, Scoots, is this a uh, 
is this is, is this a like one of those prequels or is it a, one of those like more of the Marvel movies that starts in the middle of something or is it different? And I'd say, well, this is an octopus one. And so this takes place, remember this as you listen, that it takes place in a world that we only know about through myth and underwater cameras and like uh, scuba, people who scuba rovers, I think they call them. Uh, because and this octopus lived under the sea, uh, as has been sung before. Uh, but this was the octopus that wore gloves. Uh, what you we would consider el- like gloves that go just uh, past the elbow, uh, which you don't see a lot anymore. Uh, sometimes you see some forearm gloves. I guess I would want gloves that go past the elbow. If I, if I was going for long gloves, you'd say, wow, these ones uh, talk about layering. And they say, well, are, are you going to be warm enough? Well, no, I've got my gloves on. Also, it would help. I mean, this is not undersea, but it would help with uh, the talking of gloves, right? Because that's like a big thing. Now, I don't live in a, uh, a an environment that could be frigid anymore. But that's, I think, one of the most underrated things, if, at least for me, one of my top strategies that I had as a kid and that I carried over into an adult in adulthood, uh, which did add one layer of difficulty, was you put on your gloves first and then your jacket. I don't know how many people out there do that, but let me know about it. Uh, but, the, the, like, uh, you put your gloves on. Also, I wear mittens. Like, we could talk about that. I don't, I don't wear gloves. But, uh, like, uh, you, you put your gloves on. Especially if this is, we're talking winter gloves or winter mittens. And then you slide your arms into your jacket. Um, and you do have to do a little pushing. But then, you know, in an ideal situation, for example, if you're going sledding, this is the, the example this is the most fitting for. Or, I guess, a general snow frolic. So this wouldn't be for people that are more into structured activities like snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, downhill, you know, snowboarding, skiing, though it could apply. But what you do is you put your gloves in through your jacket. I think I told you, and then and then you zip up your jacket. That's going to be the hardest part when you have your gloves on. And then, of course, something inevitably comes up within 10 minutes of you getting outside that calls for you to remove one glove but it does create it's it is a treat holy cow if you need to treat yourself and you're in a winter environment anytime in the next you know anytime after this point and you say wow you know i, I really could go for a treat and i say okay go ahead put some gloves on then put a jacket on first put on everything else maybe even your hat because getting a hat on with gloves or mittens is not exactly easy then slide your gloves to your jacket and zip your jacket up. Maybe have someone there to assist you. This will be one of those occasions where a squire, here's a job, here's a potential niche business. Uh, just an idea that came up in my head is uh, squire, winter squire. You say, 
wintersquire.com. Maybe I don't think I'll be purchasing that because I don't think I could uh, spell squire. Was there was there a rocker named Billy Squire? Is that somebody that was really like? Uh, is that like? Um, some was that a really th- a thing? But you could be a winter squire. That's pretty nice to say, winter squire. Well, what do I do? What do you, will I come by? Make sure it's easy to get. I mean, you could. I guess it would be better. It wouldn't probably be very profitable. Because you say, what's the market for that? And you'd say, well, I don't know. Because you're right. The people that could, we, 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 the ideal market probably already has some sort of, uh, you know, robot or like something like Rosie the robot that does it for them. Um, so I don't know. You could do it for like a, a gift. Uh, there you go. What would you get me for the holiday season? Ooh, uh, coupons again. Oh, coupons. Did you clean out my fireplace? Cause remember that was your coupons from last year. Uh, you lost the coupons. So I can't like, I, they were non-transferable coupons. So I was unable, yeah, I was unable to clean your fireplace. You got to present me with coupon. Then we schedule it. Then you present it to me again. And then it was, so that's like, just so you know, that's how it works with my coupons, gift coupons. But this season, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be your winter squire, uh, which is only available, it's available in, uh, yeah, in what does a winter squire do? Well, I help you get on your winter clothes before you go outside. I don't go outside. Uh, that's not included in these coupons. And then when you come home, I uh, I don't help you with any, like, defrocking or the mess that most people leave behind. And I've never, I don't own a mud room, so I don't know what it's like for people to have that mud room or a garage, but I will have uh, hot cocoa prepared for you. So those are the roles of your winter squire. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, the key thing is that I make sure you put your gloves or your mittens on before your jacket. That's what I'm really here for. Make sure your hat's adjusted. And then, you know, if you have one of those jackets that zips and buttons, no one ever, that's underrated. The, 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 you don't know how much, uh, you know, that that zipper is literally, you know, that's why we want to button that flap is to have full, you know, cover your zipper. But so that's what a winter squire does is, uh, so anyway, that's just something I thought about when I think about gloves. I think about that feeling. Talk about security. You see, there's no wind getting in on my wristy poos because uh, I've got a jacket over my, the cuffs of my mittens or my gloves. And you may say, Scoots, is that why uh, the, uh, the 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 octopus wore gloves? And I say, no, actually, it's not. Uh, it is actually in octopus lore. If you really, and, and, and some people may say they they have an experience, you know, until you've really been with, like, a, like you've talked about myths, uh, or you say, well, is this similar to the monomyth? Yeah, they say, no, this is the octomyths. And I say, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. And then they say, please don't kiss any, you know, don't, monomyth, no kissing of octopuses. You're just, I thought you were just here to learn from us. I say, oh, no, no, I was just uh, trying to use big words that I knew. 
like mono mash. I don't know. That makes me feel like I'm uh, like Campbell, like a, like I'm Joseph Campbell or something. But so in the in the world of the, like the octopus who wore gloves is really a legendary. I don't know if it's a folk tale, or I mean, or myth or a fairy tale. But so once upon a time. Uh, there was an octopus, right? We lived in the oct- octopus world under the sea. And uh, this octopus, you know, lived at home with its family. And this octopus's name was Nazzy. Nazzy, not Nancy. Nazzy. Can't you say it like Nancy, but it's not Nancy. It's Nazzy. Nazzy the octopus. And Nazi reached that special age that many characters reach in uh, in sleep podcasts, uh, where uh, they said, "Why don't you go out and swim around a little bit?" Uh, Nazi said, "Like, like, by, like, just go out and swim around. You don't have to ask or have a destination or have a time to be back." Or is one of you going to come with me? Or should I call a friend? And they said, no, 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 Nancy. Just go out and, you know, go around and see how it goes. And Nancy said, you want me to just go out and see how it goes? Uh, and they said, yeah, go ahead. Go out there and, and you know, go out there in the sea and uh, see how it goes. And Nancy said, okay. And so Nazzy went out, and Nazzy, like, first went along the reef and uh, kind of was enjoying. And if you've ever seen an octopus swimming or moving, I don't know if they call it swimming, you know, with that jet, they, they, I think they travel by water jet or something. But, you know, Nazzy was there among the coral. And the great thing about, uh, for Nazzy, was that when you're moving there, well, you can sense other things, and I don't, again, I don't know, I, I'm only studying octopus myths, so I don't know if there's echolocation happening or hearing, but Nazi was really in the zone, hearing everything at once and hearing nothing at all at the same time, and just swimming, and the colors were bright, and the sunlight was breaking through, and the reef that Nazi was on was kind of uh, gaining elevation towards the water surface, so the water temperature was changing and slowly getting warmer and warmer. But then off to the right of the reef, Nazi noted uh, that down in a bit, what we would call a gully, so, uh, you know, use these kind of earth, you know, land walking terms for all of us, uh, just off to the right, down a gully, uh, in between the reef, uh, which would look like a like a valley a little bit, not not that high up, uh, uh, saw something down there moving, but uh, I don't know something about it. Uh, just in the peripheral per- peripheral of uh, uh, Nazi's vision, said uh, huh, something down there going on, and so Nazi took a long. Turn now, now. This may have been instinct, it may have just been style. But if we were watching from above, it would say it was with a flourish, like an ovular circling, uh, looking down. 
And as you saw, what uh, could be only could be called some sort of man, like sea mammal. And some of you may be seeing like a manatee. Some of you may be seeing a sea lion or a seal, maybe even an otter. Not anything whale-based, whale uh, something that, that is uh, comfortable on land and the sea, maybe, at least in your imagination, because you'd say manatees don't go on land, scoots. And I'd say, yeah, I'm just trying to anthropomorphize this just a bit. Uh, Nazi spun around, and it was like in a bed of uh, what, what, from our view, would look like a gr- green grass, I don't know, kelp or something on the ground with flowers in there, like, uh, and I don't begin to us would, you'd say those are like, uh, are those flowers purple or hot, somewhere between a hot pink and a purple, those flowers are. And I say, yeah, it looks like that to me too. And as he said, uh, looks like that, uh, Sea lion, we'll use in this case, is just crawling around in there. And so Nazi went around and Nazi headed down and uh, the sea lion looked up at Nazi and said, Hey, Nazi said, what are you doing? Uh, And the sea lion said, I dropped something. I was up there uh, swimming on the surface on my back and uh, I had something and I dropped it. And Nazi says, what, what, do you, what did you drop? Uh, and the, 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 uh, the, the, the sea lion said, well, is it, the, like it was a shell. Like I, I saw this, this film about otters, uh, and I saw that sometimes they go on their backs and they eat right off their stomach. Uh, and Nazi said, they showed it to us at school, the same thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the sea lion said, yeah. Like, so I said to myself, uh, I got to try that. Uh, but I just had happened to be collecting some bivalves that had, you know, given themselves up to the circle of life uh, for my benefit, which I have great gratitude for. And as he said, great gratitude uh, for the circle of life uh, and the sea lion, and the sea lion said, "By the way, what's your name?" And Nazi said, "Nazi." And uh, the sea lion said, "Cool, uh, I'm Ali." And uh, so our names kind of almost rhyme. And Nazi said, "Ali, Nazi, kind, of, yeah, kind of." Uh, so anyway, you you had me had uh, eating like an otter because I can't eat. I can't technically eat like an otter. Nazi said. Uh, I tried it one time after we saw the movie at school, and because I, because it, you know I'm not shaped in the otter in the otter way, you know it was hard. You know, it, well, I tried putting so so the sea lion said, "Don't worry, I'd, I would like to hear your 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 take on my story before I complete my story. It doesn't bother me one bit." And as he said, "Good, because I have a you know tendency to do that." Uh, the sea lion said, "Don't we all?" And Nazi said, I guess we do. So Nazi said, yeah, I was trying to eat off of my body. What, 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 like, uh, it's just what I call it. Uh, some people would say, isn't that your head? I say, no. Is it your torso? I'd say, it's my head and my torso. 
but, but, but like the food would either slide off or then I'd have to pick it. Like then I'd have to get, it just didn't work. So then I tried putting four of my, uh, arms together or you could call them legs either way. We, we don't really care. I don't know if you know that. And, uh, the, the sea lion said, uh, uh, Allie said, I did not know that that's interesting. But then I was trying to eat out of my things. And then it was like some of the food was getting in my, you know, my suckers and then some of it was between there. And then it just didn't work either. So, like, I think it would be cool to eat like an otter, maybe even more so for me because I hadn't found a way to do it. And uh, then, uh, like, Allie laughed and said, there's probably a good reason neither one of us is otters. Uh, but, oh, boy, does it, like, it looks like that. Do you think the otters are really enjoying themselves as much as it looks like? Uh, and Nazi said, I hope so. I really do hope so. And I think that we both are, like, I don't think it's projection. If we're both uh, doing it separately, we came to the conclusion and uh, Allie said, yeah, I wonder, I don't, I've never met an otter, but, uh, so anyway, I was there, I was trying to eat uh, like an otter. I guess I have some advantages that you don't have, Nazi, but I don't have all the advantage, you know, I have a p- big wide area to eat off of, but it was very awkward for me. I'm not used to, I, I do some floating on my back, uh. So that part wasn't, but like the eating part, I'm not really, I don't have as adept, uh, like, uh, whatever you call those things. What do the otters have? Do they have hands or whatever they use? And so I was trying to eat and I was kind of somewhat successful because I had prepared everything, uh, ahead of time. And when I prepared everything and noticed that one of the shells I had, Looked just like my uncle Cluj, and Nancy said, "You got an uncle Cluj," and the sea lion said, "Yeah, I got an uncle Cluj." And one of the shells, it was like a shiny, beautiful profile of my uncle Cluj, and Nancy said, "Wow, it's interesting." So, a shell looked like a side view of your uncle's head. And uh, Allie said, yeah, I mean, not exactly, you know, like different because it was shiny. You know, like the shiny inside of those shells. And then Nancy said, well, what did the other side look like? I said, well, it was like this one of those cool shells, so not one of the boring ones. So even though the outside wasn't shiny, it had those uh, scalloped edges and not a scalloped shell, but uh, it was it, it was beautiful. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Nazi said, sounds like it. So I set it aside because I said, this looks just like my Uncle Cluj. Now, just like we had gratitude for the circle of life, uh, my Uncle Cluj is, is on my Uncle Cluj's own journey beyond the sea, you know, into the sea where... Uh, Famous uh, Lady Witchbeard, you know, the land of 11 seas or whatever, not this, just was this uh, spaceship Earth sea. And Nazi did not know what the, but Nazi just nodded politely because Nazi had never, never heard any of that stuff. But uh, 
but Allie could tell and said, okay, maybe, maybe you should ask your parents about some of this stuff. Uh, but I, I was going to give the shell to my aunt because I said, well, or keep it for myself, give it to my parents, give it to somebody. Cause he said, this just looks, uh, you know, it's important. And you know what it made me feel? It made me feel good. It made me feel good to give it to somebody. It's beauty and it's shine made me feel good. And as he said, I can hear that in your voice. Uh, um, so where where were we? And uh, Allie said, good point. So there, so I had, I had had it set aside and I had everything else on my belly along with that shell. And then I started eating and it was going, now it wasn't going good. And then a wave came and splashed me in my nose. And then I kind of got, and then the shell fell somewhere in this grass around here. And I can't find it. And I've been looking forever. And that's why I'm crawling around down here is I'm trying to find the shell. And Nazi said, uh, well, maybe I could help you. And the, 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 the. And he said, well, that'd be great. Uh, like, if you see a shell that looks like the profile of it, you know, if it looks like my profile, but it's caught in the grass, I don't know what we're going to do. And then Allie kind of, or then Nazi kind of realized, well, kind of the way my body's designed makes it hard for me to do a, like, close-up search in between the blades of grass. But then Nazi said, well, I have all these arms. Let me try to just pick up a bunch of stuff. But Na- what Nazi found was that uh, it wasn't very efficient because, uh, like, uh, the, there was, like, uh, ended up just picking up a bunch of pebbles and a bunch of other stuff and even saying, well, I don't know if these flowers or this grass wants to be disturbed. And politely, Nazi did spend some more time uh, working with Allie. And then Allie said, why don't you run along? You know, you were in the middle of something. Uh, to be honest, I think this, you know, maybe, my, I know my, my Uncle Kluge knows something I was looking. So, yeah, I appreciate your help. But you, you, you run along, okay? And Nazi said, fair enough. Uh, so Nazi went off again. And even went to the surface and instead of like having anything to eat, like kind of tried to pretend like, uh, Nazi was an otter and wondered what an otter was like. And, uh, and Nazi, uh, was, it was kind of daydreaming and didn't really realize that, uh, Nazi had gone in, you know, like they lived close to a couple bays, uh, in some inlets and those kind of things. And Nazi had kind of gone into, uh, like a shallow bay, uh, an offshoot of the, 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 the sea or wherever they lived. I don't want to, you know, I, probably, this is a Nazi does not need us coming and swimming in Nazi's area. And, uh, Nazi had noticed that water temperature had picked up quite a bit. And then that, uh, the ground was kind of close, uh, and that the water was a little more murky and that there was, uh, uh, lily pads and those kind of things. Uh, and as he said, huh, interesting, uh, I'm out of the depths of the water, but this isn't the beach. This must be one of those, like, uh, whatever, saltwater swamp type of thingamajigs, uh, brackish something. 
And Nancy was kind of looking around saying, huh, this is cool. Uh, I know I've heard of lily pads before. And, you know, we went on a tour of this area for school, but I never seen this. Uh, and then Nancy heard something and said, hey, hey, you. And Nancy kind of said, what, is somebody talking to me? I said, hey, you, 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 yeah, you. And Nancy said, me? And they said, yeah, who else am I talking to? And Nazzy looked up, and there was a dragonfly who just landed right by Nazzy. Uh, you know, like uh, Nazzy said, "Wow, you are beautiful. You're a dragonfly." And uh, the dragonfly said, "I'm not just any dragonfly. I'm Danny the dragonfly. How you doing?" And Nazzy said, "Well, we're pretty good. Uh, just to like." Uh, I was daydreaming, I got in this uh, area, and uh, the blue dragonfly said, you lost, and uh, Nazi said, I, get, I don't think so, because I can hear the, 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 those things that make the ringing sound that are on the surface of the water that the humans use, and I use those to find, you know, I always use those to kind of figure out where I am. So I guess I'm not technically lost, but I'm kind of lost in a good way. I, I'm on a bit of an adventure, just cruising around. And the dragonfly said, just cruising around. That's cool. I was just flying around. And uh, I landed on this thing, and I saw you there. I said, is that an octopus just cruising around? And I said, what's an octopus doing here so close to shore? And uh, Nancy said, nothing, I guess. And the, what's a dragonfly doing on a lily pad? I thought just frogs were on lily pads in the movies. And the dragonfly said, no, nah, pretty popular with the dragonflies. Probably more dragonflies on lily pads than frogs. And uh, the dragonfly said, you mind if I ask you a question? And Nancy said, other than that question. And, and the, the dragonfly laughed to Danny. And Danny said, uh, looks like you got something on your mind. And I said, well, I just was with a sea lion who lost a shell. And I was thinking about that. And it said the shell looked like a profile of the sea lion's uncle who had moved, changed seas in the journey of life. And uh, the dragonfly said, well, that's some serious thinking for a kid. Uh, you probably have some feelings about that, huh? And Nancy said, well, I guess, well, I was feeling warm, but it, it turns out that was more of the, like, I guess I was feeling more warm, like thinking about, well, that's nice, uh, because the sea lion wanted to give the shell to someone else, uh, and the sea lion was telling me how good it felt to, to think about that and how beautiful the shell was. And the dragonfly said, well, those are strong feelings. They don't have to be strong in any direction, uh, but those sound pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. But again, I can't tell if it's the water temperature or my feelings. And the dragonfly said, you try, you're you wishing you could uh, help the... Uh, the the the, uh, the the sea lion find the uh, shell, and Nancy said, "Yeah, I got the my my uh, my suckers got in the way, and 
Like, it was just wasn't able to do it. I wish I was an otter. And, and then the dragonflies, everybody wishes they were an otter. It's pretty common. Uh, the only people that don't wish they were otters are, uh, I don't even know, people that uh, probably be better off saying, well, have a good day. No need, you know. And Nazi said, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nazi said, uh, you got any ideas on how to help uh, uh, that uh, sea lion get its shell? And the uh, dragonfly said, well, I got an idea. Not a, like, uh, how's your uh, manipulation of your arms or your legs? Uh, and Nazi said, pretty good. And the dragonfly said, "Well, why don't you hold out one, and I'll try to land on the tip of your tip of your finger. Tip of your finger. We'll just can we agree to call it your finger, even though it's your arm or your leg?" And Nazi said, uh, "Yeah." And uh, the dragonfly said, "Okay, well now lift me up." And 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 then the, the, they agreed to, to 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 do this on a regular basis. They became fast friends. Uh, and uh, they started, the dragonfly started to fly and dance and Nazi's fingers. This was again over months and months and months and months. And soon Nazi was really able, to, just to, from practice, to become very adept at uh, using Nazi's arms, uh, not in an otter like way, but in a, a very skillful octo way. And Nazi quickly developed a reputation across the, this area of the sea to say, well, you could have Nazi do it uh, uh, if it became for this particular specialty, but it was only with the, the very tips of Nazi's fingers. And a lot of people didn't understand that, so they'd say, uh, hey, did you know... Uh, can you do this for me? And Nazi said, well, no, because I still have my suckers. Uh, and while I have some control over them, and again, it did, like, uh, you know, I worked with those as well. Uh, like, uh, the, you know, the, the, it does add some difficulty. And they said, understood, understood. And, and then one day, uh, they had had Nazi because uh, they, they said, Somebody needed to sign so long story not related, but uh somebody needed somebody to sign something. They said, Well you could call Nazi, uh Na maybe Nazi could sign it for you. And Nazi came and they had a pencil that worked underwater. I think one of those grease pencils probably. And it was a book, uh it was dictated of course, long story, but uh but by uh Professor Huff Huff Huffer uh, which, who was a, like a, a whale, uh, known like it was like, uh, anyway, not important. It was a book, uh, and it was a book signing. And then the whale realized I can't sign my own book. Uh, this was a, this was a prep, like a, this was like a soft book signing, which luckily they had the foresight. They said, let's do one for friends and family. And then the, the whale did a reading of it. Uh, oh, boy, was it uh, wasn't super interesting because it was a book uh, like uh, like a pl Plankton Across the Ages, I think it was called. So it was very, very, uh, very scientific. 
very in-depth stuff. Phyto, you know, phytoplankton. It was said, you know, you don't. Anyway, I don't know my phyto for my plankton, or my zooplankton for my phytoplankton. And so huff 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 was said. Uh, they called Nazi, and uh, Nazi came, and it didn't work. Like Nazi could technically sign the books. Uh, but it just didn't work with the, between the suckers and the and the thing, and uh, it just like Nazi could make general signature, but the huff 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 uh, was not. Uh, said, well, I prefer to just not sign the books at all because it just doesn't feel like, uh, you know what I mean. And, and there's no harm. Uh, we tried, and you know we're not humans. I don't know why like. Uh, and they said, we tried to get an otter to come sign the book, but the otter just was too, you know, said, I got joy, I got frolicking to do. And as he said, huh? And the huff, 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 or said, uh, you know, I know this, uh, this bird, uh, some sort of, uh, like a bird. It's out on this rare island, not that far. Like I could give you a ride. Well, I can't, but I have somebody here that could give you a ride out there. And uh, according to this bird, uh, this bird makes clothes. It lives on an island where a bunch of uh, stuff washes up that falls off of container ships. And this bird, like, wears a coat and, uh, like, an ascot, which is, like, a bit, like, it goes around your, the bird's neck just say, well, that doesn't seem like a good idea. And even has a hat. And as he said, interesting. And what kind of, what, what, and they said, it's a dodo bird. According to the humans, uh, th- this is a very few of these in existence. And uh, said, uh, yeah, it makes, makes sense. Uh, but I'll set it up if 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 you're if you're down for it. And Nazi said, "Why not? Uh, why would you want me to meet this bird?" And Huff uh, Huff said, "I don't know. I just get the sense that uh, I don't know. There's like something reminded me of it. I'm not sure the exact association." So Nazi said, "Okay. So the, the, this uh, other whale." Nazi got with a, like with a whale and uh, like attached itself to its back, and the whale started swimming. And uh, Nazi started to enjoy the ride. You know, met some cool barnacles and pretended Nazi was a barnacle for a while. And you listen to the whale sound of the whale's breathing. You ever want to relax? You listen to a whale breathe, man. And eventually, Nazi got to this island, and, and there on the island was a bird. And Nazi, like, uh, said, well, uh, how do I get a hold of the bird? And the whale said, I don't know. you got to swim in because I can't get that close to the island. And so Nazi went around and swam around the island and obviously didn't want to get uh, too close and then one day, like, a storm came in, and kind of, like, the way the currents were, Nazi kind of noticed uh, that there was some swirling, that there was, like, these kind of these weird eddy-type currents uh, 
around the island where stuff would go towards the island and then it gets swept uh, and kind of float around, maybe due to the undersea landscape. At first, Nazi didn't like it because Nazi thought it was going to get washed up and then it would turn back around. And then after the storm, Nazi noticed that there's this one big metal container floating. And uh, Nazi said, oh, okay. Then they say, the whale say the bird gets stuff out of these containers. Maybe I'll just stick to the side of this and wait around. And Nazi eventually, like, this bird lands in there, and the bird's wearing a coat and, a, like, a, like, not a cummerbund, but the kind of, like, a, the thing you would put, like, a bit like a cummerbund, but it's like the, f- f- like, a frilly thing that goes on your chest that you put on, like, a vest and a hat and, uh, uh, landed on there, and the bird pecked the thing, and then listened to the sound of the like the sound of the inside of the container when it was packing. And then the bird was kind of talking, okay, and then it was reading the sides of the container, and they looked over the side, and as he was on, I said, "Whoa, hey, you're an octopus." And as he said, "Yeah, you, are you the bird that?" Uh, you're the bird that wears clothes, I guess. And the bird said, wears clothes, makes clothes. My name's Bitra. And Nazi said, I'm Nazi. Nice to meet you, Bitra. And uh, Bitra said, well, what are you doing here on the side of a container? And and Nazi said, "Uh, waiting for you. And Bitra said, really? What are you waiting for me for? And Nazi said, I'm not really sure. But I met a whale, and the whale said, I should meet you. And Bitra said, interesting, interesting. And uh, Nazi said, what are you doing exactly? Are you checking to see what's inside of here? And Bitra said, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I know what's in here because I've been doing this a while. But this is a container. This is what humans used to ship stuff. And somewhere on the shipping lanes that are near here is, uh, like, one of the things they ship is clothing. And for some reason, this that's the closest shipping lanes to here is clothing. And a storm will come and it'll knock some of these containers off and some some of them get caught in the currents and stuff and eventually... They don't ever wash up on shore. They just kind of sit here floating. And as he said, yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that's why I was here waiting for you. And uh, Bitrus said, yeah, you're smart, smart. You're smart squid, I wanted to say, but I know you're not no squid. And Bitrus says, strangest thing is uh, I need some help. I used to have, uh, never had an octopus help me. I did have a squid that used to help me get this thing we do want to ground this. And uh, uh, then uh, Nazi said, what do you mean ground it? And, and Bitrus said, well, we get it into shore uh, on high tide, as close as we can get it. And we just try to get, like, the squid uh, could, because of the eddies, I use this one particular eddy that you just happen to be in now. And... 
we would get it on shore. Then, the, like, if we just get it a little bit stuck in the sand, that's all we need to do. And then the tide goes out. And then I open the, the container. Um, and then I take whatever's out of there, uh, the clothes out of there. And, uh, and then as, and then what's after that? And then, uh, bit said, well, then the, usually the container, since it's empty, will wash out uh, in the next uh, thing, or we'll push it over a little bit. And then the squid would carry it out during, again, based on the tides to get it out of the eddies. So it'd float away, uh, a little bit and then it's sinking. We've got a nice reef going here. I actually even have some cool octopuses down there, but none of them want to work for me. And uh, Nancy said, why? And Bitrock said, well, I just pay in trade, so the only thing I could give you is clothing. And uh, most you know, most sea creatures say, no, I'm fine. I don't need any clothes. It's more of a, I don't know. They say I'm not a dodo bird, and I don't know what they mean other than the, that they don't like to express themselves through clothing or they don't see the utility in it because the circle of life has given them all they need. And as he said, that gives me an idea. Uh, I'd love to help you. You have other help? And the, the dodo bird said, oh, yeah, yeah, because they can't always get the container open. So I got some crabs that work for me, a couple other birds. I got a whole team. Uh that work for me in trade. We call ourselves the clothing crew. Everybody likes to wear clothes. Uh, but uh, you'd have to think about, do you want to wear some clothes? And then, yeah, you could work for me for a little while. Never, never, I've never had an octopus take me up on it, though. You, you, octopuses seem as happy as otters almost. And Nazi said, well, you've given me an idea of a problem I've been trying to solve. Uh, and uh, uh, Bitrock said, tell me more. And so Nazi, I'll give you a short version because uh, so Nazi explained to Bitrock everything we've talked about. You know, the dream of eating like an otter, the lost shell, the meeting of the dragonfly and the ability to become the most, at this point, and in, in, in the most dexterous octopus in the history of the world. But then the fact that, yeah, there were some times where there was utilities that uh, Nazi couldn't help with. And the difficulties that uh, ensued and that and could really help people, you know, other sea creatures. Uh, and the, 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 the bit where I just watched knowingly and said, this is fascinating. And uh, as he said, why? And Bear, I said, well, I've always wanted to make, we have gloves. Uh, and then they said, what's a glove? And then Bear, I explained what a glove was. Uh, and it said, it just happens to be what's on this container, are these long gloves that uh, humans would wear for formal functions, I think, even though there'd be other occasions where they could wear them. They're traditionally like uh, uh, kind of given this idea that you'd wear it at a formal function, but uh, and I think they'd be perfect for you. We could use gloves that cover all of your suckers. We might have to go through a few iterations until we get the right idea. 
and maybe even some what's going to work best for you, maybe even situational gloves, depending on the situation. But I also think that you might be good working on clothes for a little while. Maybe you'll enjoy it. And Nancy said, well, I'm willing to try. So then they they did everything. They got the container. They unloaded the container. It's full of, like, uh, elbow-length gloves. It was bound for, like, a store for billionaires only. And it had different types of material. Even had some neoprene elbow. I said, "What? Even billionaires, they wear elbow gloves. They may have an occasion where they wear neoprene elbow gloves." And uh, then once they got that unloaded, Bit Riot took. Uh, and it was difficult because again, this is you're talking about a land creature and a sea creature. But they actually, when the um, container sunk, uh, Bit Riot said, why don't you make the inside of that container your home and workshop? Uh, and Nazi said, well, I can make it my office, too, if I become a, get into my business. Uh, and uh, Bit Riot said, okay. And then the, over the years, uh, they, you know, at first Nazi became really good at helping with clothes. But Nazi said, this isn't really my thing. Uh, so it was more of a hobby and, and, uh, Bill Ross said, that's fine. Maybe it's time for you to go out in the world. What is it you really want to do? And Nazi said, I really want to find that shell. And, uh, so Nazi eventually went all, got a bunch of different kind of gloves, uh, had this business, became known for helping people, but at the same time was trying to find that spot, uh, with the green grass and, and Nazi was checking spot after spot after spot near where, you know, near Nazi's home, home reef, uh, looking for the place, uh, that, uh, the, 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 the sea lion lost that shell. And then when Nazi wasn't working, trying to find the shell and doing favors for people saying, Hey, could you pick that up for me? Could you sign this for me? Could you wave and uh, in, in, uh, like this? Or could you hold We want to hold this thing up so it can be kissed by everyone, this young platypus. And as I said, no problem, not a problem. Can you juggle at a birthday party? And as he never was an anti-octopi, Nazi loved being an octopus and was a big part of the octopus community. It was just something that Nazi did. But again, at night, Nazi would look for, for the sea lion. But I don't know, sea lion, no, no one had ever heard of the sea lion. And then one day, after years and years and years and years and years of looking, Nazi was just out for a swim. And, uh, Nazi had uh, no gloves, uh, happened to have no gloves on, just out swimming out in the old reef, uh, visiting, you know, from afar. Had taken a whale all the way, you know, across wherever to wherever. And again, it was one of those days, uh, and Nazi was just enjoying it. And this was, you know, late in Nazi's existence in this particular ocean. 
And again, Nazi saw something out of the corner of Nazi's eye. And it was a, a sea lion. It was looking around in some grass at the bottom of a gully. Nazi said, you got to be kidding me. And Nazi went down there. And there was a sea lion crawling around, digging, digging, and digging. Nazi said, what are you doing? Uh, and the sea lion said, you know, I told this tale of my father, found, you know, an uncle, and uh, my sister, and my aunt, and my cousin. And this shell they'd always been looking for. In this particular sea lion said, you know, I'm, a, I'm an expert and I know this is where it is. Uh, unfortunately, like the amount of material that has been accumulated uh, over the 26 years or whatever since it was lost, uh, and it's been my quest. Nazi says, it's been my quest too, and uh, let me help you. And they dug, and they dug, and they dug, and they spent, and then Nazi even went and said, well, I could go get my gloves. And the sea lion said, no, I think it's, I think it's, this is one of those quests that just doesn't have a solution, because, again, I, I figured it was a statistical impossibility, like, uh, because of the basic shifting, every, every calculation I did. But I just had to try. Thank you for helping me try. And uh, Nazi said, I got this crazy idea that uh, r- reminds me of like uh, maybe we're on the wrong kind of quest. And the sea lion said, What do you mean? And uh, they said, Well, what if we try to do how it all started? Let's go get some bivalves that are prepared to make their journey through the circle of life uh, and have gratitude for that. And the sea lion said, Yeah, and have gratitude for that. And we just keep doing that and we meet on a regular basis. And, uh, like, uh, we, we do that, and I have a couple of great spots to eat around here. And the sea lion said, well, let's go. And they just happened to be eating. And Nancy said, this is this particular brackish area is where uh, you met this, uh, you know, talking about their lives, both of them equally. And while they were eating, they heard this splash and splash and splashing going on, a splash that could only be associated with the pure unadulterated joy and a couple of otters come by and they say what are you two doing you're trying to eat like otters and they said kind of we're kind of we always think it looks so fun uh eating like otters and you know i guess we all, we never really talk to a lot of otters but uh it makes sense and that said oh yeah it's pretty fun but uh not as fun as like uh would be, be an otter in general. And they said, well, what's the funnest part about being an otter? They said, frolicking, frolicking. And then, you know, we all have uh, our own, like, uh, pastimes that bring us joy. And uh, they said, what kind, like, what kind of pastimes do otters have? Uh, and uh, there was one otter named Jinanj uh, and another otter named uh, Bootenhole. And Bootenhole said, uh, oh, well, I like to uh, make, a, 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 like, do, do, the humans have this thing where they cut someone's profile out of uh, paper. I like to do that with shells. 
and you could have heard a, a pin drop in the ocean when the otter said that. And they said, you make people's profiles out of shells. Uh, and the otter said, yeah, that's what I like to do for otters, but I could do it for octopuses or sea lions. And the sea lion said, well, could you do that for us? Uh, and then they became fast friends. Uh, and everybody kind of didn't get exactly what they wanted, but they found what they needed uh, there in a sea where the octopus wore gloves. Uh, good night, everybody.